I'm Tavis Smiley. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Our phone number 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. She is country music royalty, acclaimed Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Roseanne Cash joins us right now for a career conversation. She is, of course, the daughter of the legendary and soulful musician Johnny Cash. She will appear on stage at the famed Hollywood Bowl with Snoop Dogg, Nora Jones, Sheryl Crow, a bunch of other good folks, to celebrate the 90th birthday of Willie Nelson over two big nights in April. Prior to that, she has some other dates that you can check her out, including Tuesday, February 21st uh, in Palm Desert at the McCallum Theater. And some other dates we'll tell you about as we move through this half hour uh, in conversation with Roseanne Cash. Roseanne, it has been far too long since I last saw you on the set of my television show, but I'm delighted to hear your voice. How are you? Hi, Tavis. Wow, it has been a really long time. I'm so glad to speak with you again. I'm glad to speak with you again. Again, Glad to, glad to hear your voice and uh, just delighted to know that uh, you are still doing what you do so wonderfully well. Let me just start, since I haven't seen you in a while, how are you? How's your husband? How's the family? How are things going? Well, everything is going well. Um, I'm writing a musical for the first time. I'm right. I'm the lyricist in a musical, mm. and it's about uh, Norma Ray, which some of your listeners may remember. Yes, a movie from the '70s, written a stage play, and it's about union organizing, and also about a woman's transformation by finding community and power in that community. And I think those topics are really timely. I think what we need now is community more than ever. Let's talk about community uh, uh, in this uh, time that we have together. Um, you've you've released what some fifteen albums of extraordinary songs, four Grammy awards, eleven nominations, twenty one top forty hits, eleven number one singles, and now you're writing a musical. Uh, tell me what that experience. <laughs> what's that experience? What's that journey like, Roseanne? Writing a musical. It's really challenging. Um, writing in the voice lyrics in the voice of another uh, character, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, particularly there are some elderly or older black gentlemen in the South, in North Carolina, in the 1970s, and to write um, lyrics in their voice, that I think was the most challenging for me, Mm. and I, I just developed so much humility Mm. writing in their voices, you know, the the hard work, the history, the self-respect, the quiet dignity. I mean, that was all humbling and uh, provided great insight to me. I really enjoyed doing it a lot. Mm. Um, to your point about community and uh, Norma Ray and union organizing, mm-hmm. uh, don't mean to make you political, but since you're writing a musical, let me ask, because obviously it's a part of the story, the Norma Ray story. Um, what do you make of... Um, the state of unions in our country today. And I ask that because unions are, are, are taking a beating in some ways. There are all kinds mm-hmm. of folks who are pushing for privatization of all kinds of mm-hmm. industries. Uh, but the union movement, it's, 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 it's alive. Some would argue that it's on life support. Um, and I'm a union guy, but what do you make of the attacks we've seen over the last number of decades on unions and union organizing, even though there are victories here and there, including in New York against people like Amazon? What do you make of the state of the union uh, movement in this country, Roseanne Cash? Well, uh, it's, uh, as you're talking about the attacks, it's deeply frustrating to me and kind of mind-boggling. I don't understand it. I have been a union member since I was 19 years old. Mm. I'm the member of two unions, a guild, and 
They, I have health insurance through my union. They protect me, my wages, my minimum wages for doing recording sessions, um, you know, royalty, everything. And I don't see why people have vilified unions. I mean, even so much to say that teachers shouldn't have a union. It's mm-hmm. crazy. It's, they deserve a union. They deserve protection. They deserve health insurance. Um, so I don't understand it. Unions were such an integral part of the American experience, American workforce. I don't get it. Do you get it? No. I, I, well, I, I get it to this uh, to this extent that the rich get richer, the poor get poor. Uh, it's about Hello. establishing. Yeah, it's about uh, invigorating and uh, that that uh, that uh, that ruling class. We were talking about this at our first hour today about the ruling class. Uh, in the nation, so I get it. Um, you 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 step on the little guy uh, to elevate yourself. So I, mm-hmm. I get it in that regard. But I I'm also empowered though by the fight back. When I see the fight back, uh, and you travel across the country on tour all the time, but across the country there are all kinds of examples. I mentioned uh, the fight against Amazon successfully in New York State. So there mm-hmm. there are there are examples around the country where the fight back is real, where the fight back is making a difference. And uh, as we say all the time around here, we we never let misery have the last word, right? We never let misery. <laughs> have the last word. So uh, the fight back is real, and, and I'm celebrating that. As long as there are programs and stations like ours, uh, we'll keep raising these issues about the importance of unions in our lives. When we come forward, just getting started in conversation with uh, this uh, country music legend, uh, part of a royal family, Roseanne Cash. More with her when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. The sounds of Roseanne Cash. Uh, in tribute to her father, Johnny Cash, at the Kennedy Center Honors back in 1996. Delighted to have Roseanne Cash as our guest between now and the bottom of this hour. Um, Roseanne, let me just let me let me go there. Um, you, you can't talk to Roseanne Cash without talking about her legendary father, of course. Um, let me just start by asking: You ever get tired of being asked about your dad? <laughs> well, I think it's somewhat unusual for a woman at my age to continually be asked about her parents yeah. <laughs> but i do understand that my 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 dad belongs to the world not just me so i mean i understand that i'm gracious about it of course people want to know yeah of course they do uh let me just ask one question we'll move on because you and i've had a chance to talk about your dad in the course of our friendship over the years we've talked about him uh but uh, for those who've never heard you comment on this specifically i, I want to ask given that you were talking earlier about what you learned and the experience of writing in the mm-hmm. voices of these African-Americans for the mm-hmm. musical that you're writing ar- around the Norma Ray project. And I was, I've been thinking about that since you said that some minutes ago. What's it like for a white woman to have to wrestle with writing uh, music in the voices of African-American males? So I'm, I'm going to probably think about that the rest of the day. If you want to comment on that, you're welcome to. But it, it, but it leads me straight to your father, who I mentioned a moment ago, is one of the most soulful country music mm-hmm. singers ever let me just ask what made your dad to your mind so soulful in his presentation well tavis i think that his woundedness was part of it his mm-hmm. suffering mm-hmm. that he he suffered greatly in his growing up years uh losing a brother a uh, father who was could be unkind and violent um poverty and born with the heart and soul of an artist, you know, and sensitive. And I think his suffering, uh, everyone suffers. And I think that it resonated through his music, the melancholy melodies, mm-hmm. and that people relate to that. 
Um, and it's a beautiful thing because he took it and turned it into art, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as an artist yourself, um, you've established yourself, obviously, all these years in your own right with all the Grammy Awards, the nominations, the hits, the number ones. Um, so you are, you know, uh, 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 quite a force of nature in your own right. Um, what has animated um, the music that you have written? If your father's music is animated by his suffering, what's animated the music, uh, the lyrics, the writing of Roseanne Cash? Well, partly that. Yeah. As I said, you know, everybody belongs to the club that you have loss, you have suffering, you you know, you have struggles within yourself to find your own identity. So a lot of that has informed it. And also, I just, I'm so curious about the world and mm. about other people and the stories people carry and how they suffered, how they recovered, what they turned into something beautiful from that. That just fascinates me. And I've, I've, dug into my own self to find those stories mm. to your point about being curious about the world uh, i was just saying in conversation the other day somebody asked me you know what makes for a great talk show host what makes a great conversationalist and i had a list of things that you have to uh i think embody or imbibe but one of them is you have to be curious you can't be a successful talk show host if you're not curious about the world That's curious right. about people their stories their backstory so Obviously, as you know, I'm a curious person, and that's why I love doing this every day. Um, but to your point about being curious about the world, this is a big question, and I'm asking it because when one listens to your music and your lyrics and, again, listens to the work and witness that your father engaged during his lifetime, you are what, and your father is what I would call a citizen artist. You're not just artist. You're a citizen mm -hmm. artist. You're a citizen artist because you have things to say about the world in which you live, as we were talking earlier about unionization and the Norma Ray Project, again, that you're working on. So uh, without coloring the question much more, um, as an artist right now, as an artist, as a citizen artist, what do you make of the world that we are inhabiting right now, Roseanne Cass? It's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to tell you, I, I want to tell you that, after the George Floyd uh, death and protest that summer, yeah. I think that we were all shaken so badly and that a lot of us uh, had the veil of white privilege ripped from our faces, mm. and I was one of those. I had already been down to Montgomery to visit Brian Stevenson's uh, The Lynching Memorial sure. and then shortly before that. And then this happened. And I wrote this song called The Killing Fields about um, the history of lynchings in Arkansas, where my dad was from, you know, where my ancestors lived. And um, it kind of changed me, Tavis, to write mm. that song in the tradition of one of those old narrative ballads. But mm. uh, the last line of the song is, who we were then is not who we are now. Mm. And that's both a reality for some of us, and a hope. Yeah. It's funny. I was talking to Mellencamp the other day, uh, John Mellencamp, um, who I've known for years growing up in Indiana. I did, as did, of course, Mellencamp. Mellencamp still lives back in my home state of Indiana, so Mellencamp and I have been friends down to the years. And John was saying the same thing to me, that, that that George Floyd murder did the same thing to him in terms of just, and John's been a pretty mm -hmm. conscious person most of his life, as have you. Uh, but um, that something about that murder, just uh, to your point, just ripped yeah. the veil of white entitlement uh, off of uh, uh, 
people's faces. And uh, Mellencamp was just uh, confiding the same thing to me, in me, uh, with me the other day in, in our conversation. Um, to your point about the lynching memorial, um, Brian Stevenson is an amazing guy. Just a, just a unbelievable. Oh, he is un- unbelievable guy. But I love. He knows it. I say it all the time. I love, 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 love Brian Stevenson. Um, uh, what did you make of? And I'm asking this because I, I remember the first time I went to a number of museums, and the, I've been to certain museums. I mean, I've been to you know Yad Vashem, for example, in in Israel. Um, and I will remember for as long as I live, the very first time I went to this uh, um, uh, museum in uh, in Jerusalem uh, and the impact it had on me of seeing what I saw that particular day. Mm-hmm. Um, what ex- what what uh, what impact did, did going to visit this lynching memorial in Alabama? What what impact did that have on you when you saw what you witnessed that day? Well, Tavis, the. It it sounds like a cliche to say it changed my life, but it mm-hmm. it did change my life. And that wall of the jars of dirt yes. that came from different lynching sites, mm-hmm. and to see that that there was a jar from um, the area in Arkansas where my family lived, it just broke my heart. And when we left the memorial, my husband turned to me and he said, "Every person who runs for elected office in this country should be required to come here first. Mm. No, I think uh, that's wise and sage advice uh, from your husband. Speaking of her husband, his name is John Leventhal. Um, they're going to be appearing together, Roseanne Cash, with John Leventhal, Tuesday, February the 21st. Uh, that's at the McCallum Theater in Palm Desert. She'll be appearing uh, uh, here in L.A., specifically Thousand Oaks, on February the 19th. Uh, I should have done that out of, in a different order, but I was trying to weave in. Her <laughs> See what I did there? I was trying to weave, trying to weave John into this conversation. Uh, so <laughs> on the 21st, she's with John Leventhal uh, again at the McCallum Theater in Palm Desert. Uh, a couple of days prior to that, the 19th of February at the Fred Cavalier Theater in Thousand Oaks. So a couple of different dates if you're in the Southern California area where you can catch uh, Roseanne Cash in concert Um uh, and uh, trust me, if you've never seen her in concert, you are going to love what you are going to uh, experience. I don't call it a concert. I call it the Roseanne Cash experience. That's what it is, the Roseanne <laughs> Cash you. experience. Um, let, let me speak, Speaking of dates, uh, I, I mentioned uh, moments ago uh, when we started this conversation that you're going to be on stage at the famed Hollywood Bowl. Hollywood Bowl is one of my favorite venues in the world. I just love, love, love uh, the Hollywood Bowl. Mm. But that night, it's you, it's Snoop Dogg, it's Nora Jones, it's Sheryl Crow, a list of others I ain't got time to run through, celebrating the 90th birthday of Willie Nelson over two big nights. Only Willie Nelson can celebrate his birthday over two <laughs> nights at the Hollywood Bowl. He's <laughs> earned it. He deserves it. Uh, but talk to me, if you will. We talked about your dad. We talked about you. We'll get back to your music in a moment. But talk to me about Willie Nelson, Roseanne Cash. Well, I mean, talk about force of nature. <laughs> talk about American treasure, national icon. Mm. I mean, you know, he and my dad and Chris Christopherson and Waylon Jennings, those four men who, you know, they did an album called The Highwaymen, mm-hmm. were such dear, dear friends. And last time I saw Willie, he just kind of, he just came up and looked in my eyes and he said, I miss him. And mm. then he walked on. You know, I mean, Willie mm. is just so authentic. He's so himself. He's such a beautiful spirit. And the fact that he's reached 90, that is something to celebrate. Yeah. So so musically, you mentioned those royalty, I mean, those uh, those icons just now, uh, you know, Waylon Jennings, Willie Nelson, and your father, of course. Uh, musically, what happens when you're exposed to that kind of greatness? Um, it's one thing to, to hear their records, but in your case, you, mm-hmm. you've been exposed to these folks up front. I mean, these people are like 
uh, uncles and aunts to you, if I can put it that way. You were raised with these people oh, yeah. in, in your life. What 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 impact does it have on? How about I phrase this? What impact does it have, Roseanne Cash, on finding your own voice, on creating your mm. own sound when you're inundated with all of this greatness everywhere you look? Well, those great men, that's interesting you say that, those great men, I think it would have been more um, debilitating in a way if I had been a man. Mm. I think the fact of being a woman, I thought, well, I'm never going to mimic that. That's not who I am. I'm not going to do that. You know. So I looked to people like Joni Mitchell and Patsy Cline and, you mm-hmm. know, and even Janis Joplin and thinking, well, um, these are the templates for a woman that I uh, that really inspire me to become a songwriter, to become a performer. Those guys, I mean, they took up a lot of airspace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's that, that's putting it mildly, right? Um, so, so, so let me just ask you. I'm, I'm following you. Um, so, what what would you say about your journey? How would you define, describe your journey all these years now as a woman artist? in the country music field. How would you just, how would you define, describe that journey? Well, I think that it took some courage for me to realize and know deep in my heart that a woman had the right to be a songwriter, Mm -hmm. to write about her own life and her own experience and own feelings, put that in art form and put it out in the world for public consumption. And that was not something to be embarrassed about. It was not something to hold back. The world needs everybody's story, everybody's story. And uh, it took something in me to do that, you know, to overcome my insecurity about it and shyness. And I think that as I've gone through life, you know, I'm, I'm in my 60s now, just to peel away um, the fear, peel away the insecurities, like I said, and just every step of the way find my own authenticity because at this point Tavis I mean what what am I holding back it's like I'm, if I get to the end of my life I'm not going to regret mm. uh I, what I will regret is if I held back yeah yeah um mm, I'm just I'm just wrestling with that notion of uh holding back so many people hold back we we're doing a a month-long radio residency we call it with a, a great motivator named Les Brown uh, he's been mm-hmm. taking up uh, uh, an hour of my program every day. I'm giving that hour to him for the month of February, Black History Month, to just motivate the audience in a variety of ways. And we were talking just the other day, Roseanne, about the fact, and this is Les's uh, take, that the best ideas in the world can be found in the graveyard. No, because God, that's painful to think about. It is. Wow. Yeah, but so many of us go to our graves with good ideas, with good intentions, um, with good with good projects, great songs, you know, run the list, right? Oh, uh, that God. we never that we never push out of ourselves. And so, to your point, um, at this at this point in life, ain't no reason to be holding back, Roseanne Cash. I'm with you on that. You you just brought tears to my eyes, Tavis. I mean, that, that I'll think of that forever now. Yeah. The greatest ideas are in the graveyard. Oh, yeah, that's can. heartbreaking. You know, just yeah. the fear that people let consume them not to tell their story. That's right. 
That's right. No, you're right about that. Um, I don't want you to to close sad. So let me let me let me pivot right quick. I want you. I want to leave you on a happy note, Roseanne Cash. If you always do me. Okay. Uh, so I was I was watching literally two nights ago, and I knew you were coming on, flipping channels, and I stopped and I watched the, the Ray Charles movie again with Jamie with Jamie Fox. I love that movie, Ray. Or of course, Jamie won the love it. Jamie won the Academy Award for Best Actor for playing Ray Charles. And you know the scene I'm talking about where Ray Charles is explaining to people why he loves country music. So Ray Charles is like, no, 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 y'all sleeping on country music. Let me tell you why I love country music. So let me uh, close this conversation by asking you uh, all these years later why you love country music. Well, I'll go with uh, what Chris Christopherson said. It's three chords and the truth. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, I, love, I love the simplicity of that response. It's three chords and the truth. You could you could you couldn't do any better. Chris Christopherson said it all, right? You couldn't you couldn't he said it all. <laughs> can't do much better than that. Uh, on that note, I'm gonna leave it there. I can't I can't do no better than that, so I'll just leave it right mm-hmm. leave it right there. Let me tell you though that uh Roseanne Cash uh is going to be in the Southern California area for at least three dates that I can tell you about right now, February the nineteenth. At the Fred Cavalry Theater in Thousand Oaks, if you're here uh, anywhere near the 19th, uh, uh, that's this uh, this weekend, in fact. Uh, catch her at the Cavalry Theater in Thousand Oaks, or on the 21st, you can catch her uh, in Palm Desert at the McCallum Theater. Uh, she'll be there with her husband, John Leventhal. That'll be a great show uh, on the 21st uh, in Palm Desert. And, uh, of course, in April, if you were a Hollywood Bowl subscriber, you already know this. If not, you can get a ticket. Uh, trust me, you're going to have a great time on the... Uh, for two big nights in the month of April, uh, check out the Hollywood Bowl schedule. You can catch uh, uh, Roseanne Cash on stage with some other greats, Snoop Dogg, Nora Jones, Cheryl Crow, and many others as they celebrate the 90th birthday of Willie Nelson. Again, two big nights in April. Roseanne Cash, you, you can't stay away from me this many years next time. No, sir. Okay. And congratulations on KBLA. I'm very, I'm thrilled and delighted to be guest on this. You are uh, honoring us by appearing on the station today. Thank you, Roseanne Cash. All the best to you. I'll catch you one of these shows, all right? All right.